Johnson for that selection. It has to be in your heart. Let's talk a little bit about that this morning. Let's go to Psalm number one. You probably know it by heart by now. Uh, verses one through six. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scorner. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall follow. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. 
Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, we thank the Lord Jesus Christ for that portion of scripture. Um, it's a good contrast between what's godly and what's ungodly. And uh, the Lord Jesus Christ kind of spells it out for us. Ushers, you missed it in. Um, sometimes we think that we're doing right and we're doing wrong. Sometimes we're doing wrong and we think that we're doing right. So this psalm really kind of defines it for us. Oh, he's good. Don't worry about Noah. Noah's, Noah's all right. Noah and Leslie and, and uh, where's Jason at? I don't see him. Oh, he's back here. All right. If they didn't say anything, I would think something was wrong. <laughs> long as long as they're not pitching a fit. And uh, sometimes that's okay, too. Um, but they do what they're supposed to do. They're children. And uh, I don't find it offensive. As a matter of fact, uh, it's music to my ears uh, because I know they're all right. Uh, they're healthy babies. And if they stay in here long enough, they'll know what they're supposed to do. And uh, like uh, my uh, child over there that calls me Grandpa, she stopped running as much. She, don't, she used to run all the time, but now she runs just a little bit. And eventually she'll stop running altogether because she'll know that's not what she's supposed to do. Um, so it says, um, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Um, it defines for us what it looks like. Um, it uh, makes clear between the day and the night, between the right and the wrong, and what is cor correct and what is not correct. Um, so he says, for the man that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And this law doth he meditate day and night. And it says, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Uh, how did the psalmist get at this point to be able to say all of those things, be so observant? And you can look all the way back to the book of Genesis when it says, I'll let somebody get that one for me. 
I didn't write that down, but maybe we need to look at that. Um, Cain and Abel. How did the ungodly line start? Anybody got it yet? No? Okay. All right. Cain and Abel. Chapter 4. Okay, read it. Thank you. You know, comparing the words from the song, the godly man knows what Jesus wants. Uh, and it comes through effort of study. Uh, he says that the godly man was like a tree planted uh, by the rivers of water. The godly man. When you're wrapped up and tied up in Jesus, you know what Jesus wants. Uh, the Lord had already given an example of what he wanted when he made a covering for Adam and Eve. He sacrificed an animal and he clothed Adam and Eve in skins. So the godly man knew this. The godly man studied this and he knew that it would be pleasing to the Lord Jesus Christ to offer the sacrifice of the animal as opposed to the sacrifice of the ground. And he only learned that by study. The word says to study to show yourself approved. So the godly man is fed, uh, we want to say by the, the rivers of water, but it's not so much the rivers of water, but it's a knowledge of who Jesus is. That's the only way you'll be able to make it. When you're planted in Jesus Christ, he will feed you for what you need to know. Uh, when you're planted in Jesus Christ, you'll be glad to read what thus saith the Lord because you'll be able to, as the word says, delight in it. You'll be just happy to just know what Jesus is saying. Because you'll have an understanding of what it is. 
see, the mystery a lot of times is you just don't know. And not knowing is what the, the problem is. But for the saints, the Lord Jesus Christ feeds us and he corrects us and he makes a way for us. See, even when we don't quite understand everything, and nobody understands everything. There's no, no, no shame in that. But you have to be planted in Jesus in order to be able to receive it. You can't receive all of it at one time. That's why he said he, he'll suck with us. He can't, he, he's not going to throw you a steak and tell you to, to eat. He's going to give you a little bit at a time. He said he, you suck with him. And because you're not able to receive all that Jesus has. But if you suck with him and you stay planted, he'll feed you everything that you have a need to know about. And Abel figured that thing out. And Cain didn't. Cain despised it. And uh, you have to be careful about despising things that are spiritual. You have to be real, real careful about it. Because not only did Cain do that, uh, uh, Esau did it. And you see what it cost him. Uh, Judas <laughs> didn't, didn't consider all that Jesus was. So he couldn't value that. You see what it cost him. So Jesus gives us examples of what happens when we're not planted. When you're doing other things other than what Jesus would have you to do. Uh, that's why you have to have the Holy Ghost. You don't have the Holy Ghost, you can't determine that. You don't know the difference between the ungodly and the godly. And every time you turn around, you say, everybody's godly. But no, everybody isn't godly. Because, see, the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he, he put a mark on Cain. He said, go. And don't you nobody touch him. And that generation was, 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 was procreated. It didn't die out. Uh, didn't die out from the standpoint, I'm going to go over to Jude in a few minutes because you'll see where it ended up. It didn't die out. The rebellious are still here in the land. They're among us at times. The Lord allows it. He says he'll allow the wheat and the tares to grow up. But eventually he's going to take the tares out. And only wheat will flourish. He says, if we're planted, the Lord Jesus Christ will prosper us. Prosperity is the spiritual part. It's not, you know, your pocketbook. <laughs> we want to say prosperity in the pocketbook, but it's actually your relationship with Jesus Christ. You shouldn't be able, you should be able to say today, I'm better today spiritually in Jesus than I was when I, yesterday. You're going to go to yesterday's. You should be able to say that. You should be able to say, I hunger and thirst after righteousness. You should be able to say that for yourself. Uh, as uh, 
as they say, the person in charge, it's my job to keep that before you. And some people get mad and say, well, you're talking about me. Well, no, if it's you, it's you. But <laughs> then turn from it. You want to get it before you, you got to get it right before you leave here. You can't open your eyes up and say, Jesus, I, 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 I meant to. It doesn't work like that. When you leave here, you have to be ready. And you don't know when you're going to leave. That's the great mystery of, uh, of life. That's the most baffling part of life is when death happens. And that's what the thing was with Kobe Bryant. Everybody just said, well, 41 years old. Had all the world in front of him. Had all of the money that people would only, he couldn't spend all the money he had. I think he, would, he was almost a billionaire. He had so much money. And to be taken out just like that. And I can em empathize with the folk who, who really wrestle with that. Because you should wrestle with it. Because most of you all in here that are young are about his age. You're in the 41-ish kind of neighborhood, either a few years back or a few years ahead. <laughs> so you have a vested interest in that whole thought about what happened to him. But the same thing can happen to us if you're not grounded, not rooted. Now, I don't know what Kobe's stuff, I'm not putting Kobe in hell. I'm not Trump. I'm not going around putting people in hell. <laughs> but all you have to do is compare it to the word. The word tells you what you must do. You got to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You have to get in an altar and call the name of Jesus until he fills you with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. He gives you the evidence of speaking in tongues as Jesus would give you utterance. He breathes into you the breath of life and you become a living soul. Now, if Kobe did that, amen. Got no problem with it. But we can't worry about Kobe now because he's where he's going to be. You have to worry about yourself. Where are you going to go? Are you a tree planted by the rivers? Are you receiving the nourishment of Jesus Christ? It's free. See, the psalmist was putting it broadly, but I'm going to tell you right off, the godly belong to Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the, the godly belong to Jesus. It's the godly that's being fed. It's Jesus' people that's being fed. We're being fed because we belong to him. And because we belong to him, he says he loves us. And because he loves us, he's going to give us all that we need in order to survive in this world and to make it into the next world. See, this is not your home. This is not where you belong. You need to get out of here. The only way you can get out of here is in Jesus Christ. You don't want to get out of here without Jesus. When you close your eyes, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be right there. He's not sending no angels. He's not sending nobody else but himself. He's going to receive you unto himself. 
But you got to do something in order to get there. If you don't belong to Jesus, you cannot get there like that. There's a certain hell looking for you. But you belong to Jesus. You have the robe of righteousness. That's what he says. You have a robe of righteousness. He recognizes who you are. Uh, Psalmist says, he knows my name. Because he knows my name, he, he receives me. He gives me all that I need in order to live. As I said, in this life and in the life to come, if you're planted by the rivers of water. He says, because you're planted by the rivers of water, uh, you bring forth fruit. In season. He says, you, your leaf shall not wither. And wheresoever you go, uh, whatsoever you do, you're going to prosper with it. That's the, the saints. Now, we want to look at Cain. I don't want to forget about Cain. I don't want to get too far off of Cain. Uh, because you need to be able to compare it. In the 11th verse of St. Jude. We can read a couple of verses out of there. It says, Woe unto them, for they have gone the way of Cain and ran greedily after the era of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. Kor is Korah. Kor is Korah. So the writers complete all of this narrative about what it looks like to be greedy. Because that's what they say, Cain, Cain was a greedy person. He was a horrible person. It says Cain, uh, because of his jealousy and his envy, and I'm putting out some words that you ain't never heard of before about Cain, have you? He was jealous, and he was envious of Abel. And he was so jealous, and he was so envious that he killed Abel. And then when the Lord came looking for him, then he says, I don't know where he is. He says, am I, am I your my brother's keeper? So he told a lie right on top of all of that. Cain represents everything that's horrible that man can ever do. You don't want to be the ungodly because, see, all of that ties into the same thing. It's no little sin or big sin. It is just the sin. It is the trespass. It is the thing that you do because you want to do what you want to do. You don't want to follow the direction of the Lord Jesus Christ who gives you a clear directive. And because you can't follow the directive, the word says you trespass because you know what to do. It says if you don't do what he tells you to do, you're a trespasser. Adam and Eve were trespassers. 
they knew the, what the Lord Jesus Christ required of them in the garden. Yes, they, they knew that they had to not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But they ate from it. They committed a trespass to a known instruction of Jesus Christ. Because they committed a trespass to Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ kicked them out of their out of the heaven. You don't want to be a trespasser. The known will of the Lord Jesus Christ is that he would that all men be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. The truth is you got to be born again. You have to be born of the water and of the spirit. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Because we're all born a sinner. And because you're born a sinner, you cannot leave here in your sins. Jesus hates sinners. Because in the psalmist, y'all do 7-Eleven? The psalmist says, he says he's angry with the wicked every day. So if you count it as a wicked, Jesus is angry with you. When you get up in the morning, he's angry with you. When you go to sleep at night, he's angry with you. When you eat your lunch, he's angry with you. When you try to say, Jesus, bless my food, he's still angry with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want to be in the position of a cane who was so arrogant because we have to throw that word in there too, arrogant because he, he, he asked the Lord he said well <laughs> I don't know <laughs> am I, my, am I my, my brother's keeper arrogancy you can't be arrogant with Jesus you may, you may shine for that moment arrogance may shine you, the liar will shine for the moment but in the end <laughs> the revenge comes from Jesus. He's the one that will give you the price for you what you what you what what, what you deserve. See Cain, because of his jealousy and his envious nature, envious nature, and his hatred. See, his hatred was so strong, he would actually kill his brother. It's a, it's a hard thing when you think of it like that. So, you know, I, I, I sit up and if I don't, if I'm not careful, I start crying when I hear people killing like the little girl down in South Carolina who was four, four years old. Or what, a three or four years old had her whole life ahead of her. And somebody actually killed her. And if you sit there and you think about what that actually does mean, somebody took somebody's life. That's the hatred of Cain. Hatred of Cain also translates into the part where you kill spirits. You kill the spirits of somebody. When, when, when folk want to, want to serve Jesus, you stand in the way of them. That's killing the spirit. It's killing the spirit when you don't want somebody to, 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 to come to Jesus. That's killing the spirit. It's killing the spirit when you say, well, no, we don't have to fast. That's killing somebody's spirit. You say, no, we don't have to pray. That's killing somebody's spirit. No, we don't have to read and study. That's killing somebody's spirit. 
Cain had that hatred towards righteousness. He had that right, had hatred toward God himself. And because he had that hatred, he wouldn't try to do anything he could to defeat God's plan. Uh, we all come under that sometimes. You all been caught up into that thing where somebody hated Jesus just like that. You don't recognize it for what it is, but that's what it means when somebody speaks against the Lord Jesus Christ. They don't. They hate Jesus. It takes some time. You try to figure out why things happen. And uh, Samuel stood before the Lord, and he was was upset because the folk was doing the thing. And asking for a king. And the Lord had to put him straight. And sometimes the servants have to be put straight. It's not the servant that they're rejecting. It's Jesus that they reject. Because see, as long as the servant is preaching Jesus Christ and him crucified, the servant is doing exactly what Jesus would have him to do. And if the folk want to do something different, that's on them. And that's between them and Jesus. And that's why you say, well, you, 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 the folk won't come back and say, well, have you repented? Because you need to repent of your mind about who you think Jesus is. Jesus doesn't tolerate a whole lot. The one thing good, he, 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 he lets you go a long time. He gives you an opportunity to repent. And people kind of look at that thing and say, well, what? Is it me? It, yeah, it's you. Repent. Stop doing what you're doing. Be God, be sorry for the stuff. You done messed up. You have to fess up to your mess up. Just Jesus, I, I messed up. Deliver me from me. Because see, it's myself that causes that. Self stands in the way of between me and Jesus. Cain wanted to serve himself Cain was so angry with God he wanted to serve himself because he served himself he kept getting further away from Jesus Christ he got so far that he could actually take an axe to his own brother or a stick or whatever and killed his own brother We have to be so careful. That's why it takes everything that you know, everything you know to do, to stay in the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you're still going to come short. He says the righteous shall scarcely be saved. Come into all of your services, doing all that you do, singing, Getting up and clapping your hands, and fasting, and praying, and serving on this committee and doing this and that. And one would be able to say, well, you know, I deserve to get in. But the Lord Jesus Christ is going to look at you and say, no, you don't deserve nothing except to go to hell. You don't deserve anything but death. He says, but, but, but my grace... My grace, <laughs> by my grace, you're able to make it in. But all of your foolishness, your foolish thoughts. Because you were born in sin. 
and saying, Sin did my mother conceive me. I went about speaking lies. And because I was born in sin, I needed to be delivered from the condition of sin. See, it's the condition of sin that causes you to commit sins. People do lots of strange things because of that sinful condition. Sinful condition will make you do all kind of things. But once Jesus delivers you from the sinful condition, you'll know it. You'll know that the chains themselves have been loosed. You, you've been delivered. You know what deliverance really is. You'll be able to say, praise the Lord. I'm free. And see, until then, you're still bound. You're bound by your sinful condition. You're bound because you belong to the ungodly. But Jesus, he, he makes a distinction in the Old Testament. He makes a distinction in the New Testament, but he gives us a way out of it. It's all in the name of Jesus. Neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I heard the brother say, but hallelujah, hallelujah will loosen your tongue, but you, when, you, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going, to be, you're going to be calling the name of Jesus. Otherwise, you make that scripture, uh, it, it make it, make, make it not, not so. When you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to be calling Jesus. I know, I, know, I know what hallelujah does. Hallelujah loosens that tongue. See, some people get down and they call Jesus so long, they get stuck in it. And they can't see it. They can't get out of it. But when you say hallelujah, hallelujah loosens it. That was a teaching we've always had all of our lifetimes. Those who've been here long enough know that that's what the teaching is. Bishop Johnson said, hallelujah, loosens your tongue. And that's what it does. It loosens your tongue because it gets you out of who? Yourself. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, you're going to be calling the name of Jesus. That's the power of the name. That's what the scripture said. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You got to know the name. You got to be able to call the name. Yeah, some people just can't call the name. The person told me one time they can't call the name of Jesus. And I knew that they couldn't call him, but I said, well, just call Jesus. They needed comfort. They needed to be delivered from the condition that they were in. And they said, well, I just can't call Jesus. It's a sad thing to get where you can't call Jesus. A very sad thing. Jesus is my helper. He's my deliverer. He's my healer. He's my mind regulator. That's who Jesus is. He's my preserver. He's my salvation. When I can't call Jesus, I'm in real trouble. See, when you, when you get it like that, no matter what the enemy throws at you, and he throw it at you, and I don't know, I'm telling you my, my song, in the middle of the night, when I can't go to sleep, the enemy starts throwing things in my mind, no matter what it is, it can be this, it can be that, it can be something from the television, it can be anything, but I know that if I call the name of Jesus, he'll make it all right, all I 
to do is call Jesus, 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 Jesus. Next thing you know, I done fell off to sleep because the Lord has taken all that foolishness out of my mind. That's the name of Jesus. That's what Cain don't want you to know. Cain's followers, they don't want you to know none of that. They want to make you think you're all right. You don't need none of this Jesus like that. But you need Jesus day and night. You need him all the time. Somebody tell you you don't need Jesus, send him to me. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about what, what, what he does in the middle of my night. When I can't go to sleep, last night I couldn't sleep. Sometimes on Sunday night I can't sleep. I, she said, laughed at me. She said, you going to bed now? I said, yep, it's after eight. Because <laughs> I knew what was coming. <laughs> I knew who I had to wrestle with. I had to wrestle with that devil. Uh, about one o'clock. Here I am, wide awake. I can't go back to sleep. Because I'm wrestling with that thing that don't want me to say anything. He doesn't want me to get what Jesus had for me to give to you. He has me all up in the middle of the night, wrestling, 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 wrestling. I said, I know what to do. I knew what to do. I had to close your eyes and call Jesus. And that's what I did. I closed my eyes and I called Jesus. And it was Jesus. And it was Jesus up until when I fell asleep. Because I know where my power is, is in the name of Jesus. I don't want to live beneath the privilege Jesus has given me. See, salvation implies more than just your name being written in there. But it's deliverance. deliverance. It's deliverance from that stuff. If you ain't been through the stuff, you ain't living yet. Because <laughs> I know everybody has to go through it. Everybody goes through the stuff. Enemy, enemy ain't after you yet. But when he gets after you like that, Jesus is your, is your help. He's your help. <laughs> and because I know that, Sometimes the enemy tries to make me forget it. That's his job. He's supposed to make me forget. He's supposed to, me not, supposed to tie my mind to the point where I can't remember that I'm supposed to call Jesus. That's his job. But my job is to remember. Call to remember. The same night that the Lord Jesus Christ delivered me from me is the same night he still delivers me. As long as I keep the name there. It's the name that makes the difference. That's what holiness is all about. That's the difference between holiness and all that other stuff out there is that we have the name of Jesus. We know the value of the name of Jesus. We love the name of Jesus. We respect the Lord Jesus Christ because we acknowledge him as being God Almighty by himself. There is no other. There's no other. You try to figure it out, there's no other. All the Trinitarians out there trying to figure it out, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, they stuck. Yep. All they had to do is throw that thought, thought out and say, well, Jesus is God. And the Lord Jesus Christ will prove himself to them. Yeah. I'm telling you what I know. I didn't know all that at one time. I came in here totally ignorant. 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 But the Lord Jesus Christ had mercy. It was mercy on my soul. He saw something in me that needed to be saved. He sees something in you that you need to be saved. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here this morning. The Lord Jesus Christ put you in the right path. Just like he put me in the right path. That's, that's my song. My song was that I was a sinner on my way 
way to hell. And the Lord Jesus Christ saved my soul. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Delivered from the hand of the enemy. And he had a good fighter in me. And so I tear it on, that, uh, on the altar. Yes, I crawl on my back. You ever see somebody crawl on their back? I crawl on my back. I kicked poor Elder Williams. I don't know how many times, but I kicked her. And she stayed with me. She tarried with me. That's what you have to do. That's why we, we ask the saints to come down and tarry with folk. You need to tarry with them. I mean, I know it's a fight. It's a struggle. But somebody has to encourage you. Somebody had to encourage me. Because that devil had a hold of me. He didn't want to let me go. But once the Lord Jesus Christ came, and I had a little touch of it. See, you, you, you know, you get a taste, you know, like children, little babies that sit up and never had bacon before. You give them some bacon and watch to see what they do. <laughs> or give them some ice cream. And they see what they do. They start licking that thing. Like a, that's the same way calling Jesus. When the Lord Jesus Christ makes contact with you, you say, give me some more. Give me some more. Give me some more. And pretty soon you'll be speaking in tongues as Jesus gives you utterance. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All our services are one in ten. And someone might say yes to the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said he would that all men be saved. Coming to the knowledge of the truth. Truth is, you got to be born again. <laughs>